Jay, who doesn't have a nickname. World of Wise, who hates it. And you're listening to Code 3 Fight Club Radio for the February edition. A bunch of things going on in MMA. Will, I'm sure you've heard. It's been confirmed. Tito Ortiz is taking on Machida in May. For his final fight in the UFC as well. Have you watched him on Celebrity Apprentice? I watched him on the show the other night, and I've never seen that show before, but honestly, I, I did watch it because Ortiz was on there, and he actually did really well with his project, so maybe he has a little more intelligence than I thought. He has enough intelligence to get paid, even though he's overrated. He's, good so show, he's, he's a good showman. He's a good showman. Definitely. Also, um, they, they have Kimbo versus... Tank Abbott for the Elite XC. You know, that's something that's really bothering me. Why can't he fight Bigfoot or something like that? You know, he has... He, so far, he's had fought nothing but complete can. And now to give him Tank, a guy who admittedly in his time was a very scary fighter. But now, I don't see the point of it. <laughs> Why not Antonio Silva? Why not? Because you can't kill his hype yet. You gotta build him up more till he gets to fight someone like Silva and lose. I'm really tired of it though. It's too much hype. I, I don't like these guys coming off the street with the kind of like reputation they have and then not getting tested. And then they're still hyping him like he's the next big thing, like he's the next Mike Tyson. He might be the next Mike Tyson. He might come in there all aggressive and then get knocked the hell out. Also, and I'm sure you've heard, of Randy Couture standing face to face with Fedor for the Affliction ad. It's just more hype. Uh, supposedly they're saying that the loss is going to be done in July. I'd be surprised if he fights by the end of the year. Yeah, um, actually, this is a little bit of a surprise and it's going to sound a little lame, but uh, I was watching Celebrity Rehab and right at the end of it, they have a preview. You know, they have this whole, you know, four-ounce glove guy coming in and, and, and showing his little, you know, whole highlight crap. And all of a sudden, I see Rico Rodriguez come in. Rico Rodriguez is apparently going on celebrity have for his cocaine abuse. Some know he was responsible for his downfall as a champion and uh, departure from the UFC. Wonderful. <laughs> also, Charles Bennett, crazy horse. He's been arrested again in a domestic situation. Um, what is that, the third time now? So, Mrs. Couture, Captain America's wife, is supposed to make her pro debut soon. Wow, where, where is she fighting? Is she fighting? Yeah, she's fighting. She's been uh, training, and uh, looks like she'll be 
She'll be taking uh, taking on a female fighter in Vancouver, Washington. Doesn't have to be a little weight class, because I hope it's not like one of those trainer things. Uh, it doesn't say. Let's see, it's Kim Couture, and she'll be making her pro debut at part of a smoker event for Extreme Couture's MMA gym in Las Vegas on February 23rd. That'll be interesting. I'll have to watch that. Also, we lost the only good female fighter we had to American Gladiator. <laughs> you know what's funny is I watched that, and when everyone's cheering, she always giggles, like almost like it's funny that she's doing the show. Oh, she knows it's shameful. She's beating girls up with Q-tip. Yeah. Beating Q-tip. And uh, you know what, though? Money talks. It does. I'm not, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, you know? Speaking of money, the the hype between Penn, who defeated Joe Stevenson for the lightweight championship, making him only the second person ever to hold two UFC championships in two different weight classes, along with Captain America. BJ Penn will likely take on the muscle shark, Sean Shirk. I'm excited for this one. We all know that Sean Shirk, you know, whether or not he took it or not, we know that it was handled improperly. We're not going to get into that. It's going to be a good fight, but I don't know. What do you think about this? I, I see BJ taking this one completely. Oh, absolutely. Sean Shirks has good wrestling, but I think BJ will will uh, retain his title, and Sean Shirk will have to look into other avenues because if he can't be champion after the publicity he's that he's had. He's going to be a gatekeeper? Yeah, he's definitely not. He's going to be somebody someone has to go through to get a title shot, but... From what be yeah, from what I understand, uh, BJ, he has been brought into the lightweights, the clean house. If he does that, he'll get the welterweight title shot that he wants. That's what I've been hearing. He's going to get the SP of the well, win the SP there. But I'm not going to say that because last time I said that, he got knocked out. So. <laughs> All right, and uh, speaking of the welterweights, GSP is uh, sick of Matt Sarah and his comments and all his uh, jabbing about uh, GSP and uh, his excuses for the original first fight. Matt Sarah's allowed to say that stuff. Everything that Matt said that, uh, that GSP was saying up to that fight was he was training harder than he ever did and uh, nothing's going to stop him. And right afterwards it was all, well, I didn't really take it that seriously. I don't want to hear that. I know you're a big Fedor pride um Enthusiast. I'm just I'm putting the other side of the of the table out there. You're a real big UFC guy, so I have to. I'm putting that out there. I like the UFC too. I like Pride. I'm just trying to. It's just too bad uh, your your devotion is limited to DVDs now. I don't care. <laughs> which most of them I have. So. Yeah. Speaking of which. <laughs> Pound the for pound. The DVDs he borrows are Pride DVDs, so what's that say? <laughs> That's because I never watched it when it was on. Mm-hmm. Now, pound for pound, you're going to say Fedor, but the last couple days, and especially after BJ dominated Joe Stevenson, pound for pound, I would say it's BJ Penn or Georgia St. Pierre. I would definitely wouldn't say BJ Penn. I mean... Maybe if BJ Penn came in shape every time, but it can't be. I mean, he's lost too many times, too many different people. It would have to be DSPs. 
Well, uh, he's gotten himself back in shape. He's, it sounded like on that prep show on Spike that he's gotten his act together and he's going to take things more serious. So you're not going to see a lazy BJ Penn again. He's going to be what everyone expected. I don't think so either, but he has to work his way up to that. Talent-wise, he probably is pound for pound. Got a great chin, great stand-up. And a great, great down, uh, ground game. <laughs> also, he's down. You know he's faster. He's already beat BJ once. Um, Matt Hughes, he's one for one, but so is BJ. I think he's just he's better overall. You know what? BJ's going to hold that lightweight title. He's not going to lose to anyone, and he's going to no, challenge no, he's GSP. Better fighter than. He's going to challenge GSP for the welterweight championship after GSP defeats Sarah. BJ Penn, lightweight champion versus GSP for the welterweight title. And he'll, he'll hold both titles simultaneously. So, oh, speaking of championship shots, uh, Fabricio Wordham defeated Gabriel Gonzaga at UFC 80 again by ref stoppage. Uh, round two. And because of this win, I'm flabbergasted, but Dana White is giving him a title shot, and whoever wins between Tim Sylvia and Nog. Who else would he give the title shot to, though? I mean, that division is really light. They haven't, they haven't brought Brock Lesnar out enough. Um, here is just making his comeback. Why have so, title? I mean, why have title shots? He was the only logical shots? choice after that. Why have title shots unless the guy really just don't have a don't have a a championship match until you have people who are. Whoever's holding it, Tim Sylvia or Nogueira, if they win it, they can sit pretty, not defending that title until they find someone who's good enough to actually challenge it for it. That's a good point. Also, Marcus Davis defeated Jess, uh, and Wilson Govea defeated Jason Lambert. Which. That whole pay per view is awesome. I'm just going to go out there and state that. Definitely was a good one. How about Kendall Grove losing? For the second time straight to Jorge Rivera. Am I allowed Rivera. to say thank God? I'm sorry? Am I allowed to say thank God? Kendall Grove really had a like following. Him. Don't like his ass. You never did. Had a following. Training under Tito. Then went to uh, Extreme Couture. I mean, he had all the makings of a star. He was like Forrest Griffin right after his Ultimate Fighter win. Not to mention being 6'3 in a, in a weight class and people tap, you know, top out at 6'1. Also, uh, Alicia Sakara defeated James Lee by uh, TKO. Everybody saw that coming. James Lee is a good fighter, man. King of the Kings. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But Alicia Sakara's got some really strong hands. I don't know. I just keep on thinking that Sakara. Everybody knows James Lee does not have good enough defense. I just think Sakara getting knocked out by Houston Alexander, and I was thinking Sakara was going to kick his butt, and instead he only uh, added to the hype of Houston Alexander, which got smashed. Yeah, another guy I was disappointed. Don't don't become a uh, uh, Kevin Randleman. That's what I gotta say. I still like Kevin Randleman, but I want to see him do well. Run the ground game. How about? Uh, Let's go back a little bit. Gabriel Gonzaga. That's two losses. Given it was against Captain America and Fabricio, who's ranked in the top ten. So his also, he also had a win against 
Gonzaga previously. Yeah. But what, what is UFC going to do with him now? They can't dismiss him. He has a name. Even though he's lost twice, he, he has a name, and he definitely has a bigger name than Jake O'Brien. Just let him test the next two people. If he makes his way back up. I mean, there's no reason to get rid of him. He's obviously a talented fighter. They were making it out on that uh, preview show that it's like he wins, he has to win. They both have to win or they're gone. But, I mean, Maybe he is. And then, but they, you know, I don't think they can really afford to get rid of any talent in the heavyweight division. No. I mean, who else is out there? So they got to get Arlovsky back. Yeah, supposedly he's leaving, but he's already signed his fight. We just have to figure out who he's fighting. It's going to be his last fight and then possibly contract negotiations. All right, guys, we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. Get pumped up. It's Code 3. We're, we're going to start promoting fights between the dog and the owner. What's Code 3 Fight Club Radio? Code 3 Fight Club Radio. Available on iTunes. Subscribe today. Killing it on the airwaves. Code 3 Fight Club Radio. Hey guys, we're back. And we're with Joey Kicks once again. We're going to be talking about the top five champions of all time. Joey, do you have anyone in mind for your top five right now? I think the obvious Randy Couture got to be placed up there. Edor for his domination and pride. Probably Vandalay Silva for his long, extensive reign and pride as well. Matt Hughes was pretty dominant, even though I don't really like him, his personality or his way of fighting. I mean, I thought some of his fights were amazing, but I'd rather see more. All around MMA school, like Rupert St. Pierre, destroyed him. But uh, how many is that? Four. I was gonna. I basically agree with you on all that, but Tito Ortiz probably, right? Tito Ortiz, yeah, like he's not the best fighter nowadays, but like his personality and his long, extensive reign really made the UFC pretty popular as well. So he's a pretty good pick. Probably, um, if there was six, maybe uh, Chuck Liddell. Even though I'm not his fan, but oh yeah, I'm sorry. He actually was just as popular as Randy Couture, but I would be up there too. How about, uh, how, would, uh, how would you feel about right Jar- now, Han- Dan yeah, Henderson? Keith Jardine, because of his good looks and his crafty swiftness, I think he'd be up there too. I mean, everyone likes seeing a troll-like figure bounce around and throw some leg kicks and if you want to throw up when you see him fighting, but <laughs> there you go, Keith Jardine. What about, <laughs> what about? Looks mostly, he's probably the most handsome fighter in the UFC, I'm sorry, not really the fighter. How about Tim Sylvia? Even though uh, I'm yeah, not a fan Sylvia of him. kind of like a work in art, you know, work of art, you know what I'm saying? Like, whenever you watch him fight, it's kind of like watching Michael Jordan move. You just want to use great with Tim Sylvia. You might be able to move fast and gracefully, like, 
where he does, like, he did all that, uh, that dance competition you showed he did <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. You can look that up and laugh. But, uh, yeah, Tim Sylvia is pretty damn graceful. But honestly, I will give him props. Like, he did, he has dominated a lot of fighters based on limited. Well, you do, he's always used a size to his advantage, but he's also had to deal with limited athleticism, and I think he's... Him and Pat Mendes have done a good job of maximizing his tool set. How about um, people like Matt Lindlin, Dan Henderson, even uh, Anderson Silva recently, maybe even Rich Franklin, even though he hasn't been his old self? Slow down, Tiger. That's like four guys I've got to think of right now. Okay, let's see here. We have to go with Matt Lindlin as a E. Definitely shows that you don't have to be the best striker in the world to be good at MMA. Like, you see, watches uh, his Greco Roma wrestling, it's pretty damn impressive how he doesn't even look stronger than a lot of people that he is stronger than. But he just totally burns people down easily. Second guy you said was who? Uh, Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson is also like, actually, I think Dan Henderson is like a more athletic, stronger, Batman type of guy, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Or striking, actually. I think Dan Henderson is probably going to be the future of the middleweight uh, title for the UFC for a while. Because I actually think he'll be able to beat Anderson Silva. Unless Anderson Silva knocks him out, but I think Anderson has a damn good chin, so I think he's going to beat Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva has also been great for the sport because he's shown how uh, he can be like a really crafty fighter, have, you know, like unorthodox striking yet he still has good technique he just uh plays great all around fighting just like George St. Pierre and Franklin um I just think he's been always a solid fighter I don't think he really spectacular but he showed how hard work and training can get you to be pretty darn good so since it's only the top five think about it for a little bit um how would you rank them? I'll go ahead and spout out mine, and it'll just be off the top of my head, not pre-planned or anything, but I'm going to go with number one, be Randy Couture. I agree. I, be I believe his name is synonymous with champion. Uh, two, even though the only time I've ever seen him fight was through uh, Pride DVDs, and I'm going to go with Theodore. I agree. That's why everyone wants to see them fight while they're still under the age of 60. Right, <laughs> the uh, number three, I'll probably go with Vanderlei Silva because his name, at least three years ago, basically seemed unbeatable. Actually, you can kind of see the parallels between the two uh, biggest mixed martial arts organizations. So kind of like Randy and Igor comparing, and I think Vanderlei and um, Chuck Liddell kind of match up well. Yeah. That's why I don't want to see them fight, so I think I agree with you there. I think Chuck and Rob are almost interchangeable. And then... Who would be your next? Number four, even though I'm not his fan, like you were saying, but because of his athleticism and his ability to, over and over again, attain the title, say, Matt Hughes. Yeah, actually, I thought you were going to say Tito Ortiz, I guess. Yeah, well, Tito Ortiz is going to... Yeah, Tito Ortiz will uh, round out mine. He'll be top five. I'd like to say BJ Penn, because I'm, I'm a big fan of him, but 
He never held on the title long enough. <laughs> but we're talking about champions, so. Um, Come on, man. What, like what's that? That you like DJ Penn because you look like his retarded brother? Oh, that's not funny. <laughs> Just kidding. I meant you're like his brother who's not as good a fighter. No, that's good. <laughs> that's even better. That um, So that's my top five. It would be Randy Couture, Fedor, um, number three, Vanerly Silva, number four, Matt Hughes, and number five, Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz because at the time he was uh, bringing more of the entertainment factor into uh, MMA and bringing the hype lot like the boxers do. So that's my top five. So I was talking to Joey about the top five champions of all time. What are your picks? Um, number five, I guess I go with Xander Lee Silva. Reason being is, even though some people claim he was protected, he defeated uh, a lot of a lot of talent, including uh, the current UFC light heavyweight champion, twice in stunning fashion. You can't overlook that. Uh, you know, it's been he had the belt for years. So he's definitely he's definitely number five. Um, number four, I'd have to go with Dan Henderson. I mean, he was the first to hold two belts at the same time in two different weight classes, defeating the previous champion, Vanderlei Silva, and uh, just completely dominating that division at, at uh, middleweight. Um, so number three, I know I'm going to get a lot of crap for this. Fedor, undefeated from 2003 until now. Uh, the guy's talent is is phenomenal. Um, number two, gotta go with Hughes. Defended his belt ten times. Had it for a total of six years. Really strong wrestler. Showed what the ground game can really do when you put it together right. And uh, number one, you know it's Randy. Two-time light heavyweight champion. Three-time heavyweight champion. You know, that it just don't get no better than that. Randy's the man. Alright, well, it's that time going to be the first time this is going to be a regular thing here on Code 3 Fight Club Radio. It's called the fifth round. We're going to go through five questions or subjects and, well, you're only going to get 30 seconds to prove your point or explain why. And I have the same. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Round one. GSP versus Matt Sarah. Who gets the W? Uh, that's got to be GSP. Too quick, too powerful. Even though he had a loss last time, he's going to take it much more seriously and come back with a vengeance. But he's just going to come in there. His ground game's going to be right. He's going to be there. He's going to have the power. He's going to take it. That's it. You didn't even need 30 seconds. My it's turn. GSP, baby. <laughs> My turn? I don't need 30 seconds either. It's going to be GSP, and it's going to be in the first round. It's going to be much like the Sarah GSP one, but be the opposite. I see GSP knocking Sarah down and actually submitting him, and that's how he's going to get the victory. You can't agree with me. You have to take care of You just bite my style all over. Give me back my prize DVD. <laughs> Round two. Will Elite XC ever have the success that Pride had? No. They won't spend the money on quality fighters. Stop hyping people like Kimbo Slice. I know you get viewers... The hardcore fans don't give a damn. They want to see real fighters. Snap up Josh Barnett. You know, snap up these people that, that uh, you know, Kid Yamamoto, things like that. People that 
that haven't renegotiated their contract and get them there and get them fighting people who want to see Me, I believe Elite, X, Elite XC is doing the, a very good thing right now, but you're right. They aren't going to have the same success that Pride's going to have. They are a good organization, but they will always be a secondary organization and will not compete with the UFC ever. Round three, the featherweight division in the UFC? isn't going to have a featherweight division but that's only until the WEC can build up their other divisions because you got Paulo Filio in there he can't just stay in WEC and hold that belt he's going to want to leave he's going to want to be in the UFC he wants to be on the show so until WEC builds up the rest of their weight divisions the UFC will not have a featherweight division but when they do maybe you're right two or three years they will get one round four World Extreme Cage Fighting. What do you think? They're doing everything right now. They got bought by the UFC. Uh, everything's better there. They got rid of all the screens. They still have the same good fighters. Your eye favorite getting used well, all that stuff. Um, I just would like to see, even though they do have some very talented people there, including the Paulo Silva that you just dated, but they need to bring in some more talent and get some more local attention on them. Go ahead and scout people, you know, at different places in there, top team and, uh, and and extreme couture. There are a lot of people out there, like Mayhem Miller and things like that, that should go there. They're not captured by HDNet. They're independent. Grab them. You're out of time. World Extreme Cage Fighting. Again, much like the Elite XC, the owner, Zufa, will try to make them a good organization but we'll keep them down. They will not have the same caliber that UFC has, even as much as they're trying to say that it is not a secondary show. It is the minor leagues to the UFC. The fighters know it, and the fans know it. So WC is doing good things, and they'll even be better when they drop the Rhino because Doug Marshall is not a champion. <laughs> Round five, Wand or Shogun. Who will rebound and make 2008 their year? Vanderlei Silva doesn't need to rebound. I mean, the man's going to make money just on his aggressiveness. He's good in the fight. I mean, he took some really hard shots, but he hung in there. He's light for heavyweight, or for light heavyweight. Shogun, however, on the other hand, is going to come back with renewed vigor. I believe that he's going to come back and make a run for the for the heavyweight or for the light heavyweight belt. He's already he's already beat the guy before, Brantley. He got destroyed. Although he did have a rib injury, he's going to do it. He's weight. Vanderly Silva and Shogun. 2008 will be both their years, but we're going to have to choose one. I'm going to say Shogun's going to make it more of his year than Vanderlei. Vanderlei's going to have some big fights, but he's going to lose them. Shogun will win, and he will bring himself back up. And he will fight either Forrest Griffin in a rematch for the championship or the guy he's already beaten, Rampage Jackson. 
Vanderlei will take on people, but he's not going to win. So a lot's happened since the last show. My beautiful daughter, Kaylin Rebecca, was born on January 11th at 8 p.m. So I'm trying to adjust to the new life, and I've just joined the Daddy Club. So I'm trying to get used to it. In fact, I watched the movie with Vin Diesel, Pacifier, without being forced to. So I guess my transition will go easier than I thought. Everybody send in your congratulations with an email or something. You know, kind of make them feel appreciated. Also, you know, I haven't got a chance to do it because I always forget. But there's a couple people on MySpace that I wanted to thank for their support. Tammy is associated with Cage Side Live. She's always been cool to us. Also, um, American Top Team Orlando, who with Joey Kicks. We just got done talking to him. He always trying to plug them and um, trying to make Code 3 Fight Club Radio an infomercial. <laughs> and then uh, Ryan Mann, Kevin the Red Roberts, um, Big John Wilson. Also, our young assassins, Chris McDonough and Cameron. William, Switchfire Clothing. Jason, Matthew, who writes a column for us. Uh, Leap Muay Thai. Byron, Naja Muay Thai, also Elijah, Dana, and the list goes on. Steve-O, of course, uh, Ben Saunders. So, just to run down the list. Of, almost felt like uh, we won an Academy Award or something with that list. I didn't do anything. <laughs> All right. This is JB Cool. And we're out. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. You're listening to Code 3 Fight Club Radio. Yeah.